Well, three weeks into the new year, and how's it going for you? Mine has been interesting. We'll be back in a minute to talk about it. This is Nero Feliciano, and welcome to the All Things Life Podcast. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and a cognitive psychotherapist. And I'm really excited to share these conversations and interviews with you that will hopefully help you live a healthier, fuller, and more peaceful life. Well, welcome back to the podcast. And yes, this is a 2024 episode. If you listen to my first episode this season, it was actually 2022. I guess in 2022, I was having the same thoughts in terms of title as I did for the new episode in 2024 and sent that to my sound engineer, same title, which he's so great. Thank you, Jake. He posted uh, just thinking that, hey, maybe I had some unique original thoughts for 2024. So I went back to listen to it and I was talking about COVID rising, which I think is true, but we're just... We don't feel the same way about it now as we did in 2022. And I thought, oh my gosh, I completely gave somebody anxiety just listening to this podcast. And uh, so, so kind, a friend of mine texted me and said, your podcast was perfectly timed for my walk today. And I said, did you realize it was a two-year-old episode? And she said, well, still relevant. So gosh, that's how my new year started, which is really not atypical for me. And just another reminder as we begin to start this year, please give yourself grace. You are doing a lot. You are managing a lot. If your goals are not as on track as you thought they'd be three weeks into the year, it is okay. It's okay. That, for most of us, is the human experience. Getting to our goals is not linear. There's going to be steps forward and steps back. And just starting off the year like that was almost funny in my mind, God telling me, you know what? Yeah, don't aim for perfection. You're never going to get there. Just give yourself grace. Keep going. So if you listen to the old episode, the new episode is up. It's up twice on the first link and on the second link. But today, welcome to 2024. I have some original new thoughts for you that are probably not original and are probably not new. But the first time I'm saying them today on the podcast So I have a funny and interesting story for you. As you know, if you've listened to the last episode and have been listening to this podcast for a few years, the first few weeks of January, I really make time to fast, although my fast has not been going that well. Thank you, perimenopause. Uh, But certainly make time for God to pray and think and reflect before I take a lot of action in terms of moving forward in my year, doing things, trying new things, reaching out to people. I just like to get some clarity and direction and really hone my mind and my heart to listen for direction. And every year it has never led me wrong. And this year, as I said in the first podcast, when I was talking about the words that you picked for yourselves, I think I wrote about it in my newsletter as well. Subscribe to my newsletter on my website. It is free and I will send you really cool things and insights. Um, I said my word for this year was align. And I figured in my mind what align meant for me was to align my thoughts, my actions, the things I'm doing with my values, how I spend my time. And as I go through this 21 days and I'm spending time to read the word and read this book that I was given, which I'm going to tell you about, 
I've been learning even more about that word. And I'll tell you a funny story. I got a text from a friend of mine. She's a female physician and a childhood friend. And she's, she texted me a picture of her and her family. And she said, thank you for the card. And she sent me the same text with a different picture last year saying similar things. And she was saying, we are not sending cards. You know, life is so crazy, but I'm sending out this picture of our family this year. And then she always sends a personal nice text. And she said to me, we loved your card. And I'm always amazed at how much you do well. That's what she said to me. And I, I was very touched by her words, but I wrote her back and I said, oh, thank you for saying that because I am so aware every single day of how much I don't do well. Case in point, the podcast that I posted. And as she said that, she sent me that text and I sent her back the text and I was thinking, she has no idea. She has no idea how much I don't do well because that's often what my mind is attuned to. What did I not get done? What ball did I drop? What do I email do I need to send saying, I'm sorry I signed up late. Can my child still get into so-and-so? Because that's like a common occurrence when you have four kids and me as a mom. And anyway, I was just left with that thought. So... A day or two later, I called the Department of Health because all of a sudden I started thinking, I'm not in the full clinical practice that I was several years ago, but I didn't remember renewing my license last year. And this is something you have to do every year. You have to take continuing ed, get credits for that, just to say that you've kept up with your clinical skills. And I called and I said, hi, you know, I don't remember the last time I renewed my license. Could you tell me? when that was. And she looked up on her computer, my license number, and said, oh, your license expired in 2019. People, it is 2024. I have been a therapist in that time, granted in a different way. But to have my license expire, it will be five years in March. I mean, I wanted to tell her to make her feel better that when I called to make dental appointments for my kids, they said Pretty much the same thing. Oh, your kids have not been here since 2019. Thank God they have teeth. And their teeth actually look really good. I mean, I've taken them to the orthodontist, but not the dentist. You know, that it only was a bad experience for one child. One out of four is really not bad. But I just wanted to tell her, you know what? You're not the only one. It seems like my life was a little chaotic 2020 on. But then I was thinking, okay, what do I do? Because... Now I have to apply for reinstatement of my license. So she showed me the site. I went online and they asked this question. They asked this question, have you been in active clinical practice in the three years since your license has expired? Now I sat with that question for a bit because active clinical practice can mean a lot of things. I am no longer seeing a full clinical practice I may have had a couple clients a week who I saw once a month or whatever. In clinical practice, most of my work is writing, speaking, coaching now, which is different than my clinical license. So I called up a few of my colleagues and I said, what what should I do? What do you think? And they said, you know, say no. Say no. You haven't been. Things have changed. And just apply for the reinstatement. It will be okay. So I sat with that and I said, if I say yes, it could mean a lot of different things. And it doesn't allow me to explain what the difference is between active clinical practice, meaning what I used to do, and what I'm doing now. But I sat with that and and there was something in me that was said, you have to tell the truth. Even if it was one client a week or one client however long, 
that's considered clinical practice. Say yes and deal with it. So after much debating, because I, I got nervous. I'm like, am I going to have to start seeing people in jail now? That's great. Even though one of my patients said, it doesn't matter. I will come there. I will see you in jail if you're my therapist. I said, yes, I have been. Now, I can't tell you the end of this story yet. I don't really know what's going to happen. We're still waiting for this license, which is pending, which honestly, I don't even really need anymore. But I felt like I was called to tell the truth, as I always am, as we always are. But how often do we not? How often do we justify it? How often do we say this is really so small and inconsequential and it doesn't really matter in this one little case. And we're actually working for good in this situation by withholding it. I think that happens more often than we realize. So let me tell you about this book that I'm reading. First of all, my good friend, Sonia, who's going to be on the podcast in the next couple of weeks talking about vision, decided to make this a three or four part series about New Year's Stronger You, especially since I had two episodes right off the bat. You might as well make it a series. But a while ago, she's not the only person, two very prophetic people have said in my life over the last five years, God gave me a word for you to be careful of pride. Not something that may be an issue right now, but be careful of it because it can lead to many bad things. It can lead to you not progressing in your life, not fulfilling your calling. And this is what God put on on my heart for you. And both of them are really scared to tell me that. And I... I always receive words like that. When when people who you trust give you criticism and tell the people who you trust, please criticize me. Please give me feedback if you see I am not acting like myself or you want me to be aware of something or if God tells you something about me that's hard, please tell me. We need those voices in our lives. And I said, no worries. You know, that's not something that I ever want to get caught into. I didn't think it was an issue at that moment, but... Um, could have been, who knows. But I did everything I can to understand more about the issue of pride. And I was listening to sermons. And I came across this series of sermons, and I started listening to the series, but it was hard to find the different um, sermons in this series. And this series was called Dream to Destiny. So fast forward to Christmas, because this was maybe the beginning of November. And this friend who gave me that word handed me a book and she didn't know I'd been listening to this series. And the book actually was called Dream to Destiny. It was the book version of that sermon series that I happened to come across. So I felt like, okay, I need to read this book. So this is the book I've been reading. It's called Dream to Destiny by Robert Morris. He's actually the pastor of the church that my friend attends in Texas. And she didn't know that I had come across that sermon series on YouTube and she handed me the book for Christmas, and I told her that story. And after this happened, literally after this happened with my license, where I had come to the decision, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to tell the truth. Whatever happens, happens. I, am, I don't feel good about misleading in any way, and then I'll deal with whatever it is. I opened the chapter in my reading. This is a book I'm reading in my 21 days, 40 days. I'm not really sure how long it is at this point. And I'm on this chapter called The Palace Test. And this chapter is all about the life of Joseph. And he starts this chapter, Pastor Robert Morris, with a story. And the story he tells is, now he's a pastor, pretty big church, on his way to the airport. He and his wife are running late 
they're going to miss their flight. And he pulls into a parking space and he happens to just lightly scratch the car next to him. He knows in his heart he should leave a note on this car, but he decides, nope, you know, no one's even going to know because he took a look at the car and it was full of scratches everywhere. They're not even going to know if I stop, I'm going to miss my flight. And then who knows if my wife and I are going to get on another flight. And he says to his wife, we've got to get on that plane. So then he's walking towards the terminal. Terminal. He hasn't gotten very far. And he said, I, he heard a still small voice speak to him. And this is what he wrote in his book. Is it really worth it? The voice asked. Is catching a plane so important that it's worth forfeiting the favor of God? That line hit me like, like a ton of bricks, really, because forfeiting the favor of God. Is that what happens when we don't make decisions aligned with our values? When we don't make decisions that are aligned with who we know ourselves to be or who we want to be, the person we want to be, the person God called us to be, are we forfeiting the favor of God? And the timing of this was so beautiful because I just, thank goodness, I came to the point where I made the right decision. I said, no, there is nothing that is worth forfeiting that favor of God. And then he goes on to talk about stewardship, the things that we are given, that we are called to care for and live in a way that is glorifying that shows that we care for these things, that we appreciate what we've been given, whether that is our people in our family, our children, our partners, or the resources we have, or the spaces that we've lived in. I've been really convicted to take care of the spaces that I live in because I am not the most organized person. And I realize, you know, this is this is not being faithful to what I've been given. I know I'm busy. I know that tends to go by the wayside for me sometimes. So I've really made a point of investing in that. And God told me in a different way, in a different sermon, that I need to become more organized. So it's so good. When, when God tells you something, He will validate it. He will confirm it in different ways, especially if you're spending time searching for His voice, listening for His voice. So the pastor goes on in this book, he's talking about the palace test, the test that Joseph was put when he was brought to the palace. And the book is about how God puts us through these different tests in our life to check, are we faithful? Are we living how we're called? And he quotes a scripture. Jesus said, if I'm unfaithful in the small thing or which is least, then he will rightly assume that I will also be unfaithful in much. And I, I've heard that scripture forever. It's Luke 16, 10, and 12. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Oftentimes, I've thought about that scripture as the opportunities that we have. If we are faithful in the opportunities we have, God will bring bigger opportunities. Or in our resources, God will bring more. I never considered it in this context. How can we be faithful and little in how we respond in situations that maybe no one else knows about, no one else is seeing? And he goes on to write, God is watching to see whether we can be trusted with little things before he will give us the great things he has in store for us. Until we pass this test, we will never move on into our destiny. And just the weekend before, 
I shared on the podcast that I was listening to a sermon by Tim Keller, and he said, who you are is determined by the small things, the things that happen every single day, the little things. So in that moment, I sat with all of this that literally God confirmed to me right after I clicked that button on my licensing. And then I sat with this word, align. Align. What does it mean to be aligned? And in this context, it meant for me, am I who I am on the inside with who I believe that I am on the outside? Am I on the inside aligned with my outside? Am I truly on the inside aligned with who people see me as on the outside? It gave me a whole different perspective on where God is calling me to be aligned. So I wanted to share that with you because maybe that resonates for where you are right now. Maybe there's something that you need to focus on in your life to bring yourself in alignment. And in this case, for me, it was just aligning my identities, who I know myself to be, to who I really am. And I think that's that's a great place to start before we begin to tackle all the other areas of our lives. And one that often goes unnoticed because we're so used to living our life the way that we do, not really allowing ourselves time to stop and think. This is a great book. It's called Dream to Destiny by Robert Morris. I highly recommend it. I'm going to be sharing more from this book in the next couple weeks. But I hope that was helpful to you, gives you a little insight into how my New Year's going. I hope yours is going well. One more announcement. I am going to be opening up my coaching program in February. This time it is a group coaching program. And I have seen some amazing things come out of the first round that I have run it. So stay tuned for more info on that. And if you'd like more info, please do sign up for my news for my newsletter on my website. There will be information there. In the meantime, have a great week. Enjoy the snow. If you have snow, we finally got snow in Connecticut. Be well, live full. I will be back soon. Thanks for listening today. And if you have a second, go on the Apple Podcast app and rate this podcast. I want to know what you liked and what you didn't like and what you want more of. And connect with me. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media at Nero Feliciano, the incidental therapist on Facebook and Nero Feliciano on Instagram. And you can also connect with me through my website, Nero Feliciano. So until the next time, have a great day, be well and live full.